As we remain standing for the reading of God's holy word, the theme for this year of 2019 here at the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road is walking by faith. The scripture says we walk by faith, not by sight. This first series that God has given us for the month of January is simply entitled Acts of Faith. Faith is not just talking. Faith is doing something about what you believe. Amen. This is the third of four messages in this series. Each one of the messages, God challenges us to put our faith into action and do something. Summer number one, God said to us, let it go. Let go of the hardship, the pain, the setbacks, and the disappointments. So folk help you join the club. We all have been hurt. Somebody should have helped you. So what? We all have been lied to. Amen. But we've got to learn. Look at somebody and say, learn how to let it go. Then on last week, message number two, when your back is against the wall, when you're in the midst of a crisis, you don't always have to fight. <laughs> I'm, I'm preaching hard already. Sometimes you have to stand still and let the Lord fight your battles. Amen. That message was entitled, Stand Still. And so we are, message, so we are here now, message number three is found in the gospel that has been recorded by St. John. And in order to get a clearer understanding of the text, we're going to read a more extensive version beginning at verse 1, concluding at verse number 9. Amen. Just note that the NIV and the New Living Translation omits verse number 4. So those of you with the King James Version, you're going to get a little extra verse that the NIV decided to omit and the New Living Translation. I told the church at 8, come back on Tuesday night, we'll explain it to you. we got more time, amen, to explain it. That's for the Bible students, those who love God's Word. But to those of you, who all you need is a little word on Sunday morning, amen. I hope that little word you get on Sunday morning can help you when you're flat on your back in the midst of a crisis and don't know who to call and you need to regurgitate some word. Amen. You need more than Jesus wept. God so loved the world. Amen. Amen. I'm preaching now to somebody. Hear the reading of God's word. Do I have time to do this this morning? This is, this is an unusual Sunday. We honor Dr. King, so at least 10 minutes of my time we used in a very positive way. So don't you tip out. Don't put up your finger. Don't yawn. Don't nod. You've got my, <laughs> you've got my permission. If anybody nod or tip off, say, can you please pray with us just a little while longer? <laughs> Amen, somebody? Amen. Hear what the scripture says to us. Verse number one. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool which in Aramaic is called Bethesda and which is surrounded 
by five covered porches. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. Now, verse 4 in the King James Version says this. I'm going to help you out. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Amen. Verse 5, again, of the New International Version. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked this man, do you want to get well? <laughs> He answered in verse number seven and said, Sir, I have no one to help me into the pool. When the water is stirred, while I am trying my best to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. And let me just add my interpretation and cut the line <laughs> and jump in front of me. Amen. Verse number eight, then Jesus said to him, and here's the subject for today's message, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. And the church that loves God's word said amen. amen. Reach over and catch someone by the hand. This third message in the series entitled Acts of Faith in the year that has been declared walking by faith the third challenge third message the third act of faith two short but yet powerful words for everybody under the sound of my voice none of us are excluded amen shake your neighbor's hand and say get up, get up. amen that is the message for today. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Get up. We've had enough pity parties for you. Amen. We aren't anointing you anymore. Amen. Nobody's crying over you and with you any longer. If you want to be blessed, Somebody shout, get up. Get up. Listen, it has been said that one of the most difficult things for those of us who are faith walkers, those of us who are people of faith, is, listen to this, how do we keep the faith when it seems as if we've been waiting for such a long time? for a mighty move of God in our lives and nothing seems to be happening. Can we just keep it real? How do we continue to walk by faith? We've been struggling, we have been struggling with the issues over and over again. And we pray to 
God over and over again and nothing seems to happen on our behalf. It's easy to become depressed. It is understandable in our human nature why some folk are emotionally and spiritually drained. They've been in this place for a long time waiting on a mighty move of God and nothing seems to be happening. The enemy has attacked our mind, tried to steal our joy, told us that, 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 that you don't need to trust God anymore. <laughs> Jeremiah 20 and verse 9, the prophet of Jeremiah said, I've decided not to speak of God anymore. I turn in my credentials. I've given up the mandate that's on my life because I'm tired of waiting, tired of suffering. May I preach this? Can I take my time this morning? Listen, perhaps what makes this even more difficult to deal with is, and take this in the right manner, is that when we see and hear of others who are being blessed, some of them we know aren't that faithful. When, when, when we see drug addicts, drug pushers, and folk that don't even worship God seem to have more stuff than we do. The prophet Habakkuk say, when the unrighteous seem to flourish more than the righteous. When we see that while we have been praying for such a long time for a blessing in our own lives. How many of you have been there? I just want to keep it real this Sunday. Uh, those of you who never gone through anything, you are excused. But uh, uh, the rest of us who, who've had uh, a dialogue with God, we've had a talk with God and said, how come everybody else seemed to be blessed? How come I have to hear testimonies from other folk about their blessing, what you're doing for them, yet I am in this same position and condition that I've been in for such a long time. Now, the truth of the matter is this, my brothers and sisters, just for the record's sake, we're not angry at folk who are blessed, we're not jealous. Look at somebody say, I'm not jealous of your blessings. In fact, I'm happy for you that you got a new job. I'm happy you live in a better house and things are going well. I'm not, I, I, I am just wondering, will it ever happen for me? Can I preach this real, folk? Will I ever get my breakthrough? Lord, will my blessing ever come around? I want you to be blessed, but while on all others, thou art calling. 
it. That's what it says, Pastor Bradley. Please don't pass me by. How many of you have been there? Bless them, Lord. Enlarge their territory. But don't forget about me. My family needs a miracle. Woo, my house needs a breakthrough. Lord, I, I, my body needs healing. I need you to do what you've done for others. I just believe you can do it for me. May I preach this? One of the things that I have come to realize in this journey called life is that the blessings of God usually follow those who are willing to put their faith in action and do what the Lord has instructed them to do no matter how difficult it may be. I've come to realize that to those who walk by faith and not by their emotions, they usually get a blessing from the Lord. Now it may not always come when you want it. Somebody ought to help me testify it's always on time. <laughs> The Bible said, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. When you trust God, when you walk by faith, not by sight, sooner or later, Deuteronomy chapter 28, these blessings shall come and overtake you. Bless in the city. Bless in the field. Bless going in. Bless coming out. Can somebody say, just wait on your blessing? It's on his way. It's on his way. It's on his way. Listen, let us transition to the text. And as we transition to the text, we have in this text a wonderful example of someone who was instructed by Jesus to put his faith into action and to do something that for a very long time he did not think he could do. Someone who was being challenged to do what you had been convinced of that you cannot do. Somebody help me declare the devil is a liar. <laughs> Listen, the events of our text occurs during one of the most important times during the Jewish calendar. It was during the Jewish religious holiday. And it happened in a special place in Aramaic that's called the Pool of Bethesda. <laughs> the pool of Bethesda was special because it was blessed with some uniqueness that was created by God. It was a place that was supplied with an underground spring uh, that birthed from the earth a spring of hot water. It was a natural hot tub. It was a place of therapeutic healing where folk went not just to relax but they went uh, to be touched 
uh, by the mighty move of God. It was the custom in that day of that time for many sick and disabled people to gather around the pool's five porches during a certain time of the year. Can I put this in some context for you? Now, it was believed, and this is where the King James Version steps in and give us verse number four. It was believed that during a certain time of the year, once a year, God would dispense of an angel and the angel would come and trouble the water. <laughs> the NIV translation says, stir up <laughs> the water. And the custom was that whoever is the first to enter the water, having been troubled, then that person would receive their blessing. If you're sick, you would be healed. If you're blind, you would see. If you're lame, you could walk again. But this only applied to one person at one given time during the year. Allow your Holy Ghost imagination to show you the multitude of people that were waiting to be blessed. Everybody couldn't get it. Uh, only one could get it. It is usually not just those that are first in line, but those who had the mobility or had the capability of getting other folk to help them in the water. I'm preaching now. And so if you had no help, you usually are not blessed. So those with resources, those uh, who were popular, those who had help usually got in first. Can I preach? But one day, <laughs> that boy from Galilee, who is now a 33-year-old man, uh, Mary's baby, uh, by the name of Jesus of Nazareth, shows up at the gate and at the pool of Bethesda. Jesus shows up and the Bible said he noticed of the multitude of people that were there. Somehow Jesus took note of this one man. If time uh, would allow me to preach, I would tell you that it doesn't matter how large the crowd is. When God gets ready to bless you, he knows how to find you. I wish I had a witness. Is there anybody in here? God found you wherever you were and God blessed you despite what other folk thought would happen to you. Verse five of the text says that Jesus noticed a man who had no name. His name wasn't important. His lineage wasn't important. His geographical foundation of his birth was not important. But what the text tells us 
is his condition. I'm preaching to somebody now. It doesn't matter who you are. God is more concerned with what you're going through than what your name is. You may be a Kennedy. You may be somebody else. But when God gets ready to bless you, it doesn't matter what your bloodline is. When God gets ready, somebody is going to be blessed. Can I preach this? Verse 5 of the text. Jesus noticed the man whose name was not given. And what the text tells us is of his condition. For 38 long years, this man was an invalid, helpless, lame, lying on his bed, on the porch, hoping that somebody would have mercy on him and help him into the pool. Knowing this man's condition, go with me and try to help us to understand what Jesus was up to. Jesus approaches this man. No, this man did not approach Jesus. The text does not even say to us that he knew Jesus before this moment. When God gets ready to bless you, he knows where you hang out, where you live, and what you're going through. Jesus, despite the multitude of people in that place, goes up to this man and asks him what appears to have been a crazy, weird, senseless, insensitive question. Jesus asked a man who had been sick for 38 years, do you want to get well? I struggled with that. I said, Lord, why was that necessary? Until God remind me, Deacon Thomas Kennedy, that everybody who's sick don't want to get better. Everybody who's going through something don't want to get better. They enjoy the attention. They, they, they enjoy folk having pity on them. Some folk would rather have a pity party than a healing celebration. And that's why Jesus said, don't you waste my time. I need to know, do you want to be well? Who am I preaching to? Look at somebody said, don't you waste the Lord's time. The question is, do you want to get better? Do you want your family to get better? Or are you content laying up the way you are? Do you want the Lord to change you? Or are you content skipping and sipping and dipping and being in church one hour and the next moment you're running the street? The question is, do you want to be delivered? Do I have time to preach this? So the man says to Jesus, and the reason I can surmise that perhaps he did not know the deity that existed in Jesus is because of how he addressed him. Those who understood his deity would say, Master. They would say, Rabbi. 
Uh, but this man called him in his secular respected position. He said, sir, as far as he knew, this was just an ordinary man. But he was about to find out the truth of who Jesus is. Somebody help me preach this. Tell your neighbor he's no ordinary man. The one that's going to bring you out of your situation is no. I'm not talking about a supervisor or a boss or a daddy or a father or an uncle. I'm talking about a man named Jesus. I feel like preaching. Here is this man's pity party. Here is this man feeling sorry for himself. Sir, I really have nobody to help me. Yes, I want to get better. And perhaps I would have already been made whole if somebody would help me. Nobody here to help me. I feel so sorry for myself. I've been here a long time and folk act like they don't even see me. Preach Pastor Jackson. Look at somebody say the pity party is about to be over. Go ahead and cry your last tear. For as of this moment, nobody is going to feel sorry for you. You are not the only one waiting on a miracle. Sir, while I'm trying to get there, ooh, someone cuts the line and jumps ahead of me and take my place. So that's why I'm here. Jesus then ignores his pity party. And Jesus challenges this man who had been suffering for 38 long years to put his faith in action and do something that only faith can help you get. Bubba can't help you. Shaquem can't help you. Kwanda can't help you. Keisha can't help you. Willie Mayer, Janie Ruth can't help you. But if you're gonna get this blessing, you're gonna have to put your faith in action. May I preach this? Jesus challenges this man to do three things that required faith. Mm. The first thing that Jesus asked this man to do was to simply get up. Somebody shout, get up. Jesus said, I'm not feeling sorry for you anymore. I didn't come to have a pity party with you. I just came to command you to do what you never thought you had the strength to do. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, shout.
shut up and get up. Tell them dry your tears up and get up. Excuse the grammar, Dr. Helms, but ain't nobody coming to help you. If you're going to be delivered, you're going to be delivered based on God's instructions, not humanity's hand. Get up. Get up for the miracle that he so desired would begin with the faith to believe that he could get up from his situation. I know you've been there for a long time, but it doesn't mean you have to stay there. I, I know you've struggled for a long time, but it doesn't mean starting right now, 1235 on a Sunday afternoon, you have to take that struggle any further with you. I'm preaching to somebody, perhaps it's time for you to leave that situation and get up. You've got to believe in the depths of your mind that my situation can change right now because the man I'm talking to is more than just a decent human being, but he's a healer, he's a provider, he's a heart fixer. Yeah, 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 he's a mind regulator. Look at somebody and shout, get up! Get up. Woo. First thing Jesus tells him to do involves not only physical capabilities, but you've got to be in the right mind to even try to get up when you haven't gotten up in 38 years. Look at somebody and say, your history is behind you. Tell them your struggles are behind you. Just because it did not work in 2018 doesn't mean that God won't do it in 2019. Just because you struggled last year doesn't mean you have to struggle in 2019. This is a brand new year. Get your nappy head up. Bring me any more sad stories. I ain't touching, excuse the English, and agreeing with you no more. Don't be crying on my shoulders any longer. Tell somebody I'm all cried out. I'm ready to move on from this situation. They should have killed you in 2018. They should have stopped you last year. This is a brand new year. You're getting ready, getting ready, getting ready, getting ready to get up. Woo. Somebody excuse me. Somebody excuse me. God's talking to me. God says stop feeling sorry for yourself. You're not the only one going through health challenges. Get up! Get up! Touch somebody and say, get up! Woo! 
second thing. Second thing. Woo! Second act of faith. He tells the man, and when you get up, take up your mat. A modern translation says, throw away your bed. Get rid of that which you've been laying on, that which made you comfortable for 38 years. You've been too comfortable being sick, broke, and poor. You've been too comfortable uh, not knowing how you're going to make it. But look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, tell every hater that my situation is about to change. Look at somebody say, get rid of your mat. Pick up your bed. Throw your mat away. Throw away that which made you comfortable. Throw away that crutch you had to lean on all your life. You don't need a bed anymore because you are about to do something that you never thought you would be able. Let the church praise him. Let somebody praise him. Woo. Somebody excuse me. But God says sometimes you've got to get rid of that which made you comfortable. Although it never made you whole. Who am I preaching to? Glory, I'm talking to somebody out there. You've been leaning on stuff that made you comfortable, although it never made you whole. You've been laying there for a long time, but you're still sick. You've been living with that abuser too long and you're still being abused. You're still sick. You're still broke. You're living with a no good person you should have thrown out 10 years ago. But you were afraid, how am I going to pay your bills? You can do bad all by yourself. Get rid of that mat. Throw the bed away. By getting rid of the bed or the mat, he was also separating his public identity because he had been known for 38 years of the man who laid in the bed next to the pool. But look at somebody and say, God is about to change your public identity. Folk will never look at you as broke and sick anymore. Y'all are going to make me hurt myself in here. The other thing giving up your mat would do, he would have to, listen to this, give up his place in line. <laughs> Now, now, Deacon Thompson, my Deacon Super Deacon, let me tell you something. It takes faith 
to give up your place in line not knowing if things are going to work out all right. But you've got to have the faith to say, I don't need to stand in line when I'm standing face to face of a way maker, a healer, a heart fixer, somebody who can walk on water, somebody who can make things right. He had to give up his place in line. And here's the third and the final thing he was asked to do what he had been praying on and praying for for such a long time. Jesus says, number one, somebody shout, get up. Yeah. Number two, give up your mat. <laughs> and number three, somebody shout at the top of your voice, walk. <laughs> Only Jesus can tell you to do what you could not do for 38 years. Here we go. Somebody stand and take a step with me and say, I'm walking. When, here's what God said to me, Brother Freeze. God says, if he would have gotten up at the port of fear and not walked, he would have gotten up to be seen. But his miracle that he needed was not a miracle to be seen. He needed a miracle to walk. So he got up not to be seen, but to do what he had desired to do. Grab somebody by the hand and say, neighbor, let's walk. Walk out of that situation. Walk out of that situation. Walk out of that situation. Step out of that situation. Step out of that situation. Move out of that situation. Move. Move. Walk. It will happen when you walk. It will happen when you move. Oh, y'all, excuse me. Somebody's about to walk into your destiny. Somebody's about to walk. Y'all excuse us. We are an active church. We are a moving church. Sometimes you can't stay still. Walk. Walk. Claim it. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Go 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 go. Go get it. The devil is a liar. Go get your family. Go get your joy. Go get your peace. 
praise God. Let the state hear you praise God. Let the nation hear you praise God. Let the world hear you. Last verse, verse number nine, put it on the board. Verse number nine, verse number nine, at once, right away, immediately, without hesitation, the man was cured, the man was healed. He picked up his mat and he began to walk. Somebody, is about to get their breakthrough. Somebody, 2019 is gonna be your year of breakthrough. Somebody is about to get up. Somebody is about to get blessed. Woo. Come on and praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Can this side of the church praise him? Can the balcony praise him? Can the choir praise him? Come on and put a praise on it. Come on and put a praise on it. Put a praise on it. Somebody say, get up, get up, get up. I dare you to praise him, praise him like it's already done. Praise him. Is already done. Lift those hands trying to get out of here, trying to let you go home. But somebody got one last message for the devil. Look at your neighbor and say, you've been in this place long enough. It's time to get up. Get up.
Lift those hands. Somebody meet me to this altar. Listen to this last word before Francis and the choir comes. And come back on Tuesday night and we'll go over this. But if we're going to receive the blessings, in fact, guys, help me upstairs. Take that last bullet point. No, the last one before we get to the three takeaways. That last statement. If you can put it on the board, you can. If not, I understand. This is a last minute request. Now, the last one, not the scripture, but it says this. If we're going to receive the blessings that God has for us in 2019, then we too, look at somebody and say, we too must put our faith in action and do what he has asked us to do no matter how difficult it may seem look at somebody and say we too must trust in the Lord and get up come on choir you've been in this place long enough <laughs> and <laughs> but the struggle is over <laughs> one more time you've been in this place come on tell them lift your voice long and Ah, the struggle. One more time, put your arms around somebody and say, You've been in this place long and come on and tell them the struggle. Sing. Sing, Francis, yeah. The struggle is over uh, for you. The struggle is over. The struggle Ooh. is over for you. The struggle is over. Everybody, touch somebody and tell them. Uh, the struggle uh, I'm not It's time to get up It's time to get up
put that quote back, put that quote back up again. Listen, here it is. I want us to keep that on the board after church. You can take a picture of it, you can get it. I'm gonna read it again. If we're going to receive the blessings that God has for us in 2019, then we too must put our faith in action and do what he has asked us to do. No matter how difficult it may seem, we too must trust the Lord's instructions. We too must put our trust in the Lord. If you want to declare and decree the trouble is over, the struggle is over, God is challenging you to get up, take up your mat, and walk. Something you never thought you could do by yourself. I want you to note the Lord didn't help him up. Jesus did not catch this man by the hand and lift him up. Jesus did not tell the man, put your hand on my shoulder as you get up. But Jesus says, if you're going to be delivered today, you're going to do this without any assistance from any human being. You have to believe that you've got the power in you to get up. Look at somebody and say, you can do it. You can do it. You can get up. You can leave that situation. Close those eyes right now. It begins with your relationship with the Lord. Now, although this man may not have known Jesus before this, <laughs> after this, he never forgot him. <laughs> I don't know where you are. I don't know where you stand right now. Some of you may be in a difficult place. You may have struggled for a long time with the same issues over and over and over again. But something is about to change. <laughs> Once you put your faith in action, you're going to do what you have been hoping to do for a long time. Get up. I don't care how long it's been. Get up. Leave your comfort zone. And walk by faith, not by sight. Close those eyes. We are about to pray. After this prayer, there is somebody in here today who's going through something. And you need your relationship with the Lord to be strengthened. You need to renew that relationship. You need to commit to something greater than yourself. Because let me tell you, if you're waiting on someone else to help you, you will be waiting a long time. It begins with your relationship with the Lord. Where do you stand with the Lord? Amen. And so here we are. 
I'm going to pray this prayer and Pastor Mac is going to come and, and he's going to do the invitation and he's going to invite you to commit your life give God give God what he desireth the most a new commitment Ooh, to walk hand in hand with the Lord Lord we thank you we thank you for your blessings thank you for reminding us that the struggle is over somebody is about to get their breakthrough somebody is about to get what they've been praying for the devil is a liar 38 years is now behind us we're walking in the newness of life somebody's going to begin a new journey walking hand in hand with you this is our cry this is our prayer in jesus name we pray and the church said amen the struggle is over oh come on somebody the struggle is over maybe there's somebody that want to join this ministry we invite you to stay down front maybe there's somebody that want to receive salvation Look at those. Somebody want to more get baptized. We invite you to stay down front. Somebody lift your hands and say the struggle is over. It's time to get up. It's time to get up. Yeah. Give God a praise. If there's somebody else that want to join this ministry, maybe somebody want to receive salvation. Somebody want to know more about Christ. Amen. We have ministers and clergy available for you. They can answer questions for you. Anybody believe that the struggle is over? You've been in this place long enough. Anybody know that the struggle is over? If there's somebody, there's somebody that wants to join the ministry, come on, give God a praise for this young man. Maybe there's somebody else that'll want to join. Yeah. Somebody say, you've been in this place long enough. Your mountainside. Give God a praise for the struggle is over. There's somebody else. Maybe there's somebody else that said, I want to join this ministry. I want to surrender my life to God. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, somebody give praise. God, I praise for this young man. Amen. Thank God for him surrendering his life to God. We're going to ask if the ministers would take him in the back. Amen. Give God another praise for the word of God. Anybody enjoy?